Well, good morning, America. This is The Daily Answer and your host. My name is Mark. And I want to start in a passage in the Gospels, Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6. And in verse 23, or excuse me, verse 22, it says, The eye is the lamp of the body. So then if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And when Jesus talks about the eye here, I think he talks about your perspective. You might say how you view everything, how you view yourself, how you view the world, uh, the, the lens that you use to look at everything. Uh, you might say your world view, or as I said previously, your overall perspective. And if that is pure or clear, all right, then there's you have a lot, you have light on the inside of you. You are, a, you might say, a well-adjusted person. And you're probably going to be content, you're going to be patient, and you're going to have a number of the virtues that are said in the Bible. But if that perspective is jaded uh, with things like maybe anger, bitterness, you're cynical, you're arrogant, um, then darkness is going to come into your life. And thus the, the title for today's episode is You Are the Filter. And you might say, well, why do I really need to work on um, guarding my heart? As we're told in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, why, why should I really put a lot of effort into cleaning up the inside of me? Um, you know, working on my my honesty, working on my unselfishness, working on my inner purity. Why, why, why should I put all the work into that? Well, because you're the filter. And you might say, what does that mean? What does it mean I'm the filter? Well, you cannot look at anything. You cannot judge anything. You cannot evaluate anything. You cannot interpret anything without looking through yourself. And thus, if you're a dirty filter, <laughs> uh, you're going to get a wrong perspective of whatever you're looking at, whatever you're trying to understand. And if you've been wondering why there are just people out there who are surrounded by such blessings, but they're bitter and angry, whatever, like ooh, they just don't see what they're surrounded by. Well, because typically they're looking through themselves and at the moment they're a clogged or dirty filter. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, watch over your heart with all diligence. And your heart there, I think, is going to include like your mind and your emotions and the same thing as Jesus talked about. It's going to talk about how you view everything. It's going to talk about your values and what you're like on the inside. And, and guard it with all diligence. That is, it's almost like guard it before you would guard anything else. It says, for from it flow the springs of life. That is, everything that you will do or believe comes from the inside. And you think it before you do it. Um, and the inside of you determines everything. The inside of you determines your life. And I think that's one Boy, today's good reason why to work on the inside of you. There's a, a statement in the book of Titus, Titus chapter 1, and in verse 15. To the pure, all things are pure. Now, it doesn't mean they're naive. 
And it doesn't mean that if you're pure, you're going to think adultery is pure. Okay, that, that's not what it's talking about. The pure know evil. They're very aware of evil. All right. But the thought is that if you're pure on the inside, then you're not going to be cynical and jaded. And you're not going to have this bitter outlook on life. But the, those who are defiled, that is to people who have a dirty filter. You might say people have a dirty mind and unbelieving, cynical. Nothing is pure. And maybe you've run into someone like that. Maybe you're like that. Or maybe you've been like that in the past. Is that maybe you know someone that it just seems like that everything that comes their way, that goes into them, gets regurgitated and goes through a dirty filter and comes out... Um, comes out in a dirty manner, uh, that, that everything that comes their way, they turn around in a, some sort of perverse perspective. And that's what Titus is talking about, is that people who really cannot appreciate pure things, and they want to make like a dirty joke about everything. They want to run down everything. They want to throw mud on everything. They want to make everything a shade of gray. Nothing is pure, but both their mind and their conscience are defiled. Wow. And again, today's reason, pull that filter out. Now, can you clean it up? Because I think that's one thing that people run into here like, well, yeah, but um, I was parented a certain way. I came from a certain culture. I've come from a certain background. I have certain preconceived ideas. Over the years, some people have tried to argue that we're all born into this world with a pair of colored glasses on and that there's no way to remove those colored glasses, that we are always going to have our prejudices, that we're always going to have our uh, areas of ignorance, that we're always going to have our jaded, cynical perspective, that there's just no way we can clean that up. And uh, man, that's a pretty depressing point of view. Not only that, but it seems like it's uh, self-serving. That is, well, if I can't ever clean it up, I don't have to work on cleaning it up. You know, um, that sounds rather lazy. Why not rather attempt to clean it up? In fact, God, God's the one who created you. And so God should know more about you since he's the overall designer than man does. Don't listen to what man says. In fact, even to the Pharisees in Matthew 23, Jesus told the Pharisees, man, and they had a lot of issues. They had a lot of preconceived ideas. They had a lot of darkness on the inside of them. They had a lot of bad motivation, like they, they loved to be seen of men. They loved human praise. Uh, they loved their Facebook likes, okay? Yeah, that's what the Pharisees were. And so, be, man, be careful about thinking who's the Pharisee, because you just might be the Pharisee. The Pharisees were not necessarily people that insisted on following God. They were not people that necessarily were into obedience, okay? That was not the problem with the Pharisees. God, Jesus never condemned the Pharisees because they obeyed God too well. <laughs> That's a crazy idea. Or like, you guys follow the Bible too closely. He condemns the Pharisees because they love the praise of men, Matthew chapter 23, and they were inconsistent. Not only that, he condemned them because they were very good at finding ways around the Bible. That is, let, let's see if we can find a way around having to do what the command says. Let's see if we can find a rather clever way of ignoring clear Bible instruction. 
So the Pharisees out there are not the people that insist that we follow the Bible. Jesus insisted on that. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. John 14, 15. Or not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, enters the kingdom of heaven, but those who dwell the will of my father. Matthew 7, 21. Jesus was very much into obeying God and obeying God at every point. Matthew chapter 5, 18 through 19, you know, that every command that God has given is important, that God has not given any unimportant commands. All right. And so, you know, if, if, you're, if you're really concerned about what people think, if you're very into which way the culture is going and you want to be popular, you might be the Pharisee. But the good news is that Jesus said in Matthew 23 to these people that had all these issues, okay? He said, clean the inside of the cup. W which means that you actually can. While we're in Titus, there's a statement in Titus 3, verse 3. For we also once were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved the very lusts and pleasures, spending, spending our life in malice, envy, hateful, hating one another. There's the life outside of Jesus Christ, okay? There's the life of the world. Man, that's pretty rough, okay? Not only that, but it's pretty dark. There's a, those people have a lot of problems. Uh, can you fix that? Yeah, we once were. In fact, in, Ephes in Ephesians chapter 2, and as I, I started to say that, I thought, you know, just about every New Testament letter is written to people that came from serious baggage, serious problems. These people, Ephesians 2, the Ephesians were so bad that God calls them children of wrath, but they were no longer that way. The Colossians lived in all sorts of sins, like Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 and following. The Thessalonians were idol worshipers. You would find that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, about verses 8 through 10. The Corinthians, man, did they have baggage. They had been deep into all sorts of sinful addictions. Read 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, and such were some of you. And yet they all came out of that. How about Saul of Tarsus, who becomes the Apostle Paul, who persecuted Christians and actually voted against them or voted for them to be killed? Man, there's a guy with a lot of baggage. And yet in all these cases, these people changed drastically and thoroughly and got rid of all their preconceived ideas, got rid of the colored glasses, got rid of the dark heart. In the book of Matthew chapter 7 and verses 1 through 5 is the famous section on do not judge that so many people twist. What people, but what people miss in this section is a very encouraging sort of thing, and that is... Um, you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye. And then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. So does that mean that you can actually, I mean, a log would be a serious problem, okay? Log would be a serious personal problem of perspective. Man, you got issues, you got baggage, you got a log in your eye. Yet Jesus said, get rid of it. And so you can help that person that has the speck in their eye. Well, does that speck need to come out? Yeah, because specks can become logs and not after like decades, but specks can become logs very quickly. Just like a small infection, if not treated, can become a really big problem. 
My doctor tells me that. He says, Mark, we want to treat your problems when they're small rather than when they're big. I like that. I like that philosophy. Yeah. Deal with the issues before they become huge issues in your life. Man, you know, if you got a log in your eye, you might be tempted to think, well, man, if you got a log in the eye, no one can reach you. No one can even talk to you. You might be someone that can't even wouldn't even be willing to listen. And one reason to address your problems is that you want to make sure you don't get to that point. But th th there are people in the Bible that look like that they were at that point of, man, I'm not going to listen to anybody. I know what I'm doing. And yet they heard the gospel and they changed. Yes, you are the filter. You, you can't get out of the way. You can't say, well, I'm just going to push myself aside and then look at this issue, look at this problem, look at the subject. No, you are always in the way. It doesn't mean you can't understand things correctly. It simply means that you need to clean up the inside of your life. And with Jesus Christ, you can. The Bible is filled with examples of people who did. And they were told to put off the old man, which means you can, and put on the new man. Don't let anyone tell you, well, you can't change, or you're always going to be that way the rest of your life. You're always going to have that problem. You're always going to have that addiction. You're always going to have that dark heart. You're always going to have those issues, and you're always going to have that baggage. Uh, what's their motivation for doing that? You say, I find that people that are telling you that are wanting to justify their own lack of change. That is, Hey, if you don't change, then I don't have to change. If you don't change, then I'll feel better about myself because you're a bigger mess than I am. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, I really don't have to work on myself. Let's just all remain a shade of gray. No. People that were children of wrath are told in the same letter, former children of wrath imitate God as beloved children. And don't let, you know, don't let any sin be named among you. Ephesians chapter five, verse three you clean up that filter you know if you're kind of angry bitter arrogant whatever if you're bent out of shape etc take that filter out give it a good scrubbing and the place to start is to come to christ bow the knee repent of your sins say i'm not gonna live this way anymore this is not the best way for me this is gonna condemn me this is also an insult to the god who created me this breaks his heart i'm gonna be baptized for the remission of my sins acts 238 and I'm going to rise and walk in this of life. I'm going to work on cleansing that filter for the rest of my life. And I'm going to become blameless and pure and an innocent child of God. And I'm going to shine like a light in the midst of the crooked and perverse generation. Philippians chapter 2, verse 15. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Go and do it. Well... This is Mark for The Daily Answer. We will see you in the funny papers. And never forget, you always look through you. So, working on, so work on cleaning up you. You can do it.